0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. My name is uh, Amin Reina. I'm an investment coach, investors, and this is episode 57, and it's also our last episode for 2016. Um, today, I just basically wanted to review some of the my personal uh, investment activities and observations for the year, and some lessons and some takeaways that came out of this year because it was an interesting year, and in that's uh, we faced three really kind of flashpoints. Uh, in the investing environment, in the investing community, and uh, how you reacted to those situations, how you dealt with those situations, really goes along. I think really goes a long way in terms of how you, you know your success for for the year. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to talk a little bit. Like, I guess on a personal note, this. As I said, this is like uh, my last episode for the year, and it's amazing that 12 months ago, you know, 56 episodes ago, I started doing this. I started like popping up Periscope and. Uh, started talking for like five, 10 minutes every week about investing topics and things that I'm facing and decisions that I'm personally facing. And uh, I'm amazed that I'm actually still doing this. And uh, even though like, I don't think I get that many people watching, listening to me, like right now in real time, the cool thing about Periscope is that you can archive stuff and that's usually where I get more people telling me, you know, reaching out to me and interested in what I'm doing and interested in my practice, in my coaching practice, investment coaching practice. And so uh, it's just, it's just uh, something I just I feel really proud of the fact that I've actually been able to stick with this. For the whole year, and you know, I'm hoping to keep it up uh, into 2017. Um, so it's, a, it's one of those accomplishments right now that I'm trying to. Uh, feel pretty good about. The second thing I'm also pretty proud of in terms of uh, what I've been able to accomplish for um, my investing practice is to develop these courses that I've developed. I've, you know, traditionally I teach people like face to face or on Skype or whatever how to invest, uh, but now I've developed all these courses that you can stream online. Um, my everyday investing courses and my courses on how to invest in ETFs. Um, at the start of the year, it was kind of a dream, I didn't think I was able to do it, but now, guess what? If you go on my website, it's online, and uh, to me, that's a personal life, really, really, really feel um, quite satisfied and quite accomplished. So for me, 2016 was really a positive year in terms of uh, some milestones that I had set out for myself, and uh, usually, you know what, resolutions are hard to meet, but I'm, I'm really proud of what I've done. So that's just done on a personal note. So. Let's talk about the year that just went back. As I said, there was really three flash points. When I look back at the year and how I went through this year and how we've gone through this year from an investing perspective, there were really three flash points that really determined how we were, how we we're going to do, uh, how my investments were, how our investments were going to do. So the first flash point was literally 12 months ago. If you can even remember that far back, um, you remember the whole China, the Chinese stock market was just in a meltdown mode. It was just crashing royally. We had oil prices that were just tanking. And if you remember, January was a brutal month um, for the markets. You know, as much as we got all the stuff going on right now, everybody's all happy happy. 12 months ago, it was pretty, it was pretty pissy uh, back then. And uh, so how, how, did, how did people deal with that? If you let emotions get in the way, you would have probably been selling and running away with it because that's what the experts were telling. I remember that like UBS put out a, a research note saying, "Sell everything, you know, just get rid, get out of stocks," in January. So if you'd followed that advice, you know, looking at where we are now, wouldn't have been a great move. And so for me, in January, I look back at what I did in January. Instead of just sitting around and, and being scared about the market, I took a more offensive approach and I was buying stocks. Um, quite aggressively, I was buying stocks like you know Las Vegas Sands, Cisco, Southern Copper. Copper prices were depressed back then, and I was buying copper stocks. Um, Nordstrom, uh, Williams Sonoma, Tiffany, retail, luxury retail back in January was in the doldrums; like it was tanking. And wonderful, well-run companies back then were selling at a discount, so I was buying them. And now, looking at them, like you know, 12 months later, like I sold uh, you know Las Vegas Sands, I made eight percent. Southern Copper made um, 30% thanks to Trump really, we'll get to Trump in a second, Nordstrom's made 22% return, Williams-Sonoma is 9%, Tiffany 23%, uh, Imperial Oil, I was buying oil stocks as oil was tanking back then, I was buying companies like Imperial Oil and I sold that and right now I still own it and I'm up 10% on it. And <clears throat> so that, you know, it's just that mindset and I'm going to get to it in terms of the takeaways of that. So, that was one flashpoint uh, in 2016. The second flashpoint happened literally six months later, the, the Brexit vote. Uh, if we all remember, every analyst pundit out there was pounding the table saying Pfft, it's not going to happen. People voted out and England's not going anywhere. Guess what? They voted it out and the market crapped out in June, uh, if, if we remember that far back. And again, same mentality. If you went along and let your emotions take control of that situation, um, you would have sold everything. And as we know, after two, three days, the market just kept on going right up. Um, at that time, I looked back in my notes and you know, I was buying more shares of Nordstrom at the time. I was buying more shares of Tiffany. I was buying more shares of williams Sonoma. I was buying more shares of an, ETF, of an India ETF. And those, those stocks, Continued to rise right after it because I used it as a buying opportunity So that was another flashpoint and then the latest flashpoint of obviously in November is the whole Trump thing again Every pundit every analyst every expert out there pounding the table saying there's no way in hell this dude this idiot You know quote-unquote could could win this thing and guess what he won and the markets hated it at first, and this time was a little different because the markets hated it for about three hours overnight on November eighth. But since then, the markets up almost like nine percent. It's everybody's happy. All the people, that were, all the economists, and all the analysts at the time who were all saying, "If Trump won, you know, it's going to be like you know a disaster." And hey, now all of a sudden they flip flopped, and the markets are up. So during that period of time, again, I could have taken a reactive approach and. Let motions drive the situation, but instead, again, I went out and bought shares. I bought shares of Google. I bought shares of uh, New Line. Shares of Tyson Foods. And at that time, because of the second wave, then we had a whole wave. All the stocks that I bought earlier in January, they all popped, and I sold them in December, um, November, December for for pretty healthy gains. So. Those were really three, when I look at 2016, those were really three kind of flashpoints. So what are the lessons? What can we take away from some of this stuff? How can we take away some of what we've seen in 2016 and apply them going forward? Well, the first thing is, don't panic. When you get into these periods, and these were periods of really hysteria, a lot of emotion was kind of getting into the fray of things. The worst thing you can do as an investor is let those emotions kind of influence your dev- investment decisions and i know it's freaking hard it's really hard when you see stuff on tv you see stuff on twitter you see analysts pointing you know big bold letters sell everything get the hell out of stocks it's really hard but the worst thing you can do is panic in these type of situations and the best thing you can do uh, in these type of situations is do nothing and that's what really, unfortunately, all of us, we're all wired, we have wired to react to things. We're all wired to react to you know, negative or shocks that occur around us, and it's tough. So one takeaway, if you had just done nothing, if you had investments at the start of the year and you just did nothing throughout the year, all these things happen and you just said, you know what, I'm just gonna stay passive about it and, and just ride with I have because I like the investments that I have, you probably do, You probably had a really good year. But if you let emotions have taken, driven you in each of these three events, you probably are not gonna have as great a year. So emotions, you gotta keep them in check. And that's really what I do as an, invo- as, as, an, as an investment coach is I help people manage their emotions. You can't eliminate emotions, you can't be a robot, but you can manage them and control them. And that's the beauty of, be- have, of working with, with an investment coach because I'm focused more on the behaviors as well as the mechanics of figuring out what stocks you wanna buy and sell. Second theme is when you do, is the importance of having an investment plan or more specifically an ideology of what you're gonna use, the methodology and ideology and criteria you're gonna use to identify great companies, identify companies you want to invest in and identify companies you want to sell. It's having that ideology. If you have that ideology built in, to your decision making that framework is your decision making you're going to make better investment decisions so despite all these things that went on and, and again i point to my personal case in january you know when everything was crapping out i was buying stocks because my investment ideology revolves around quality buying well run well managed businesses that are selling at a discount. And at that time, stocks were getting thrown out, like the baby gets thrown out with the bathwater. And those are the ultimate times where as an investor, you need to just not start figuring out what stocks you wanna buy, you should already have a plan. You should already have your list of companies you wanna buy, and it's just execute. So having an ideology and a plan, an investment idea is important. And if you don't have one right now, you need to start getting one. And work with an advisor, work with an investment coach, get that, because during these flashpoints, It's gonna help you stay disciplined, it's gonna help you stay true to your plan, and it's gonna increase your probabilities of success. So staying true to an ideology is critical. Third takeaway that comes out of this year is just all about consensus. And having that resistance to following the consensus. As I say, a lot of decisions you make are emotions. Emotions screw up our investment decision-making process. And one way we get screwed up on it is we want to follow what what the it people are, what the smart people are saying. If you had followed you know, the, the issues that were happening in January with the China market, if you had followed w- what all the analysts were talking about and getting out of stocks, you missed a huge opportunity. If you, in the Brexit thing, every analyst was pounding the table that there's no way that the vote was gonna happen, and people were making investment decisions based on it, they got caught. And then the whole Trump thing, we've been down there, nobody saw this coming. So, it's important to identify consensus, but it's really important that you kind of have to avoid the consensus and challenge the consensus. So the consensus is saying, if all the smart people and the analysts are saying, buy stocks, you gotta scratch your head and say, you know what, maybe I might wanna take the other side of the trade. Because as an individual investor, that's one of the best um, weapons you have to to being successful. So you've gotta challenge that consensus level of thinking. So that's a huge thing. And we saw that quite evident in 2016, and we're gonna see it again in the future. So having that awareness of what um, a whole group of uh, of the market psychology of the sentiment out there of of individual investors of, of the expert consensus is an also important takeaway to have. So to me, those are three of the big takeaways, and they really got. And these are takeaways that really just didn't happen in two thousand. They happen all the time, but they really got nicely um, um, crystallized at really key moments throughout the year, and they really. How you dealt with those moments really, I think, goes along with how effectively you're going to be at how effectively your returns were going to be for the year. So the key thing is taking these elements, taking this awareness, and taking these into two thousand and seventeen, and starting to apply some of these things. And, and if you're not hesitant, a lot of people are not he- are hesitant about it. They're scared about it. That's really why you need to work with an investment coach, to me, instead of an advisor, because the investment coach is going to going to manage, help you learn, and come more come better grips come to better grips with your behaviors. And it's not gonna be worried about what's in your bank account and what can I sell you. Investment coach. So that's what I don't do. I don't sell like mutual funds or insurance or all that you know stuff. Um, I sell people intelligence so they can make their own. I sell people independence so they can make better decisions on their own and not be dependent upon other institutions. So for me 2016, I haven't crunched the numbers yet in terms of my portfolios and my returns. I'm probably gonna post a blog in January with my final numbers and everything and take a look at it. I have a feeling that my numbers aren't going to be, you know, as a snapshot in terms of returns, aren't probably going to be that great. But I know looking at the decisions that I made this year, um, I made a lot of good decisions that panned out. And a lot of it was to these elements of not following the consensus, um, buying low and not, and selling high, and, uh, and sticking to an ideology, critical elements. So I hope, uh, you know, to me, it was a good year, and but you know what, 2017 is coming up. It's another year. The market has a nice way, you know, to really, if you get confident, to really smack you in the face and tell you to shut up, because um, it's hard to do. It's hard to do consistently over a long period of time, and uh, so we'll see what happens. So uh, you know, I hope you all had a really good year. I hope you all made some really good investment decisions, and uh, and I, as long as you're sticking to your ideology and sticking to your plan. probably gonna make good investment decisions in 2017. So that's all I got for you today. Um, I'm gonna be taking a couple of weeks off um, to enjoy the holidays. I'm gonna hang out with the kids, hang out with the family, play in the snow, do all that fun stuff. So uh, I just wanna wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Happy 2017. And we'll catch you on the other side of the calendar and with more wonderful episodes of Stock Talk And uh, if you have any questions, you wanna hit me with something, shout out through my Twitter handle, at Sage Investors. I'm on there tweeting about anything and everything about stock markets. Um, Or you can hit me through my website, www.sageinvestors.ca. Hit me through an email. If you wanna learn more about my online courses, you can go to my website too. um, And i give you more information and you can register and you can start learning about investing. Hey, it's 2017. What a wonderful way to um, start the year off by up in your education game with learning how to invest and uh, I can help you out with that. So have a great holiday season. We'll catch you again in 2017 and uh, all the best. Take care. Bye.